This episode of Blaster Podcast is brought to you by Field Notes. Field Notes brand, USA-made memo books and other products, including seasonal limited editions. Visit fieldnotesbrand.com or 400 North May. Do you hear what I hear? Said the scientist to the land of pod. Well, if you do, then you've got your ear snorkels in the appropriate Orpheuses. Well done, and welcome to a very Christmassy episode of Rubritannia! Dedicated readers will know that Rubritannia is a podcast where I, Dottore Bolorno, man of science and holiday heartthrob, reach across shardy lines to interview the most incomprehensible entity known to a modern-day American, a foreign person. Today, we return to the choppy waters of Scripe to once again suckle deliciously British knowledge out of James designer and writer Grant Howitt. Today's topic? It's all about how our navels to the north celebrate a Merry Britsmas. <laughs> Welcome to episode three of Rubritannia, and now the man you've been waiting on, Grant Howard. Grant. Hello, hi everyone. Hi, Grant. Everyone as well. Hello. Yeah, I'm saying hello to everyone. And you are the main everyone. I am most of everyone. I have a question about your intro, Dottore. Volume-wise, intro. Yes, please hit me. Aren't we to the east rather than to the north? Who? Uh, our navels to the north, or as I believe, like like uh, a, a less educated man would have said, our neighbours to the north. Wait a minute, I called England a na- navel to the north? A little bit. Well, I mean, isn't England in the northern hemisphere? Well, aren't you? Who, me, Dottore Bolordo, man of science? Mm-hmm. Am I in the northern hemisphere? Yes. Yeah! Yeah, you're in your pot chambre in, in Chicago, correct? We. Oui. Hmm. I'm now, just saying... Wait, wait, Grant, let's think mm-hmm. latitudinally. Okay. Okay, you're in London, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So do you line up with me? I think I'm more east than north. <laughs> but are you technically north of me? Um. Grant, activate yes. map function. Hang on, yeah, okay. I mean, I can look it up if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, you're a British. Don't you have a bunch of naval charts lining your desk? Well, I, I've got, like, seven globes. Yeah, and your spheres of, of influence? Mm, okay, hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll consult my globes of, of um, influence. <laughs> it's time to consult the globes. Holiday episodes. Okay, so, like, yeah, you're... Well, I mean, we're slightly north, but... That's barely, right, motherfucker! Barely. USA, we're no Canada. USA! USA! <laughs> so, like, Madrid is perfectly east from you, which I'm not. Oh, you know what, Grant? Actually, yeah, I think I what? might have been confusing England and Canada. It's very... I mean, we've both got the same queen. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he's a killer queen. Oh, because he was in the band called Queen. I remember, yeah. Okay, do you yeah, get sure. classic rock in England? Uh, yeah, we still do. Yeah. Do you get Fraggle Rock in England? Uh, we used to get Fraggle Rock. What happened? There was a problem. <laughs> Did the quarry collapse? Yeah. So many brave Fraggle miners died. <laughs> was it the Doozers? <laughs> Those terrorists? I I, th- I think he might have gone past my Fraggle Rock knowledge at this point. You know, so, <laughs> so yes, actually, in Fraggle Rock, there were these little like aqua colored, um, fat little worker guys, mm-hmm. and they were the size like a Fraggle to them was kaiju size to a human. Right. 
and then, they yes. would they would build these crystalline structures. They were called mm. the doozers, and Fraggles <laughs> would fucking eat the doozers buildings Jesus, that's dark yeah they were monsters i mean the doozers were always like just you know irked they were never mm. killed they're like oh there goes a day's wages <laughs> <laughs> oh my family are gonna starve <laughs> this isn't gonna help my wife and my separation get any better <laughs> but uh yo the doozers they were always um under the foot of big frag <laughs> <laughs> The fragging. Yeah. Anyway, Grant, you're not a Muppet. No, I'm not a Muppet. In England, they, they call Muppets puppets. Uh, Yeah, they do, yeah. Uh, to, 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 to us, your Muppets are strange and confusing. That's right. But you you call, like, a Victorian um lady derisively a Muppet. Well, I mean, you might. I don't. I don't even know okay. what that word is except for Pirates of the Caribbean by Disney. <laughs> Honestly, like it, I, I mean, perhaps I prefer the phrase like Tuffany Jen. What? Hmm, Tuffany Jen, or like a doxy girl. A, a doxy girl. Hmm, the backstairs customer. What does doxy mean? A, a sex worker. Sex worker, doxy. Mm-hmm. Is that like someone who works at the dock? But, so I just want to say I did make up a lot of what I just said. Wait, but, you um, son of a but, bitch, Grant! You're like... the only <laughs> trustworthy British person left. Oh man, this episode is really gonna. I, I've got a lot of lies lined up for this episode, so this is really gonna break a lot of hearts. A line of lies, uh, like uh, so. Like doxy is like doxy is is a actual term for a for a sex worker. What uh, is yeah, it? British where, term. Where does it come from? It's but it's like D O X Y or D O X I E. Like a proxy, but a doxy. Yeah, like doxy's midnight runners. I don't know what that is. Well, it's it's like Dexy's Midnight Runners, but I pronounced it differently. I don't get classic rock in Chicago. <laughs> we only export that. We don't import classic rock. I get bubstep. Ah, okay, cool. What's your who's your favorite bubstep artist? Logan. Logan. Yeah, Weapon X. That's his DJ name. Oh, that's pretty sweet, man. <laughs> yeah. Granite. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, you piece of shit. What is it, you piece of shit? <laughs> It's December, Grant. It's the holiday it's season. It's so fucking Christmas over yeah. here. We've got there's there's fairy lights in every room of the house. What is we've that got... like? Will o' the wisp? Yeah, it's like so 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 like in in America, you'll probably have electric lights. Yeah, but over here we capture um, will o' the wisps, um, boggets, uh, sprites, Bogget. and fey. Uh, jam them into like jars and hang them from our roofs to show them who's boss. <laughs> nice. And then and then come January they die. Oh. Sunrise, sunset. Nice. But until then, it's great, and like they, you know, they sing and they scream and jump and down. It's really exciting. <laughs> As uh, they starve got... to death. Yeah, well, I mean, the, you know, fairies got to eat. Uh, we've got reindeer on every street corner, hustling kids for money. We have more than one Father Christmas, but well, I mean, maybe there's just one. I don't know. Like, I'm actually, it's a matter of science. Is Father Christmas real? Father Christmas is he real? <laughs> <laughs> Does well, he exist? Here's the thing. Uh, What's the thing? Here's the thing. Tell me the thing. Here's John Carpenter's The Thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you were just a doxy pretending to be Grant Howitt. It was, yeah, it was me all along. I was half a dog. <laughs> Let's see if we can get you to full dog by the end of the episode. Garment, mm -hmm. welcome to Rubertania 3. It's great to be here. It's great to be me. Now, as you know, we bisect, we trisect, we triclops these episodes. Into we trisket. We brisket. Mm -hmm. We pat it down and frisk it. Anyway, we triple your pleasure. 
<laughs> with three layers of lubricating comfort. We we divide the episode into segments, Grant. Segment number one! What's, <gasps> all, what's all this, then? In What's All This, Then, I, the American, or the Italian doctor, uh, ask you about a piece of international news that maybe Americans don't know about because we're so isolated. What with our Great Wall? Mm, I have some great news. What's I have the, some brilliant news. What's so the, there's been... What's the news? There's been a lot of sadness around the world, and if you listen back to the last episode of um, Rubitania, I was talking in a very serious voice about Brexit at the start of it, and how sad I was. And then, you, and then you just went and, and fucked it up by electing some sort of Cheeto dust homunculus as as a as a ruler. But in Europe, no one is more keenly aware of um, shifting suddenly to the right than Europe, because last time that happened, we had a world war. Which one was it? That was World War Two. Oh, I was thinking you know. World War Z, available on Amazon now. Are you, are you getting some of that sweet... Um... Max Brooks dollar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've never... A lot of my podcast brothers mm -hmm. and sisters uh, have some yeah. sort of weird audible uh, contract or audible thing where they get, uh, I guess, a pittance if you subscribe to Audible's uh, program. I think Audible like it if your podcast uses recognizable words, which is maybe why they haven't sponsored you. Oh. Yeah. You know what, Grant? I'm not in this for the money. I'm in it for the science. For the learning. Yeah, sorry. Okay. It's yeah, not science. It's Christmas time. All right. So listen, here is some fucking great Christmas news from over here in Europe. All right. Which is the fascists lost. What? Oh, World War no. II. We did yeah, it. No, well, yeah, we did it. It was You're great. Welcome. The fascists lost. Um, yeah, where Hitler shot himself uh, after shooting his wife. Ouch. Um, yeah, pretty bad. Um, and then we won, and and, um, and things have really gone a bit downhill from there, honestly, as far as Europe is concerned. No! What's happened is, so in, in Austria, um, so generally all over all over Europe and all over the, the, the world, I suppose the West, were terrified of the, I say we, liberals like myself and your idiot roommate. People who are switched on. Awoke, I believe is the phrase. Oh, look at we're doing a, an international trade of our terms. I've been on Twitter. I'm aware of woke. Well, I'm I I'm only aware of it existing in the U.S. and I didn't mm. know about switched on until you told me about it on Rubertania. <laughs> the only woke person I know is television's Greg Bach, friend of the Blurry Photos podcast. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, so listen, a an independent uh, candidate. Um, backed by the Green Party, an independent candidate who had no mainstream support, is now in charge of Austria. And a fascist, and the fascist chap who was running, um, has, has backed down and conceded the election. And that's just incredibly good news. It's really nice. It is good news that the Austrians have resisted the cold, clammy fist of fascism. Mm -hmm. When they did, did they bust out a bunch of white Edelweiss flowers and sing that song, like Sound of Music? I mean, it's happening now, so I don't really know. Like, so, so I, I should also know. In an attempt to make a, to attempt to, to, to have a news podcast, which is coming out in, um, actually, it's coming out in three days, right? No. Oh, okay. It's coming well, out I in mean, two weeks. I mean, it's when, coming out in two weeks. When they hear this, yeah. When my readers hear this episode, it will be mm -hmm. December fifteenth. So for right. us, that will be eleven days in il futuro. Days. Time so dilation. It's, it's it's difficult for me to to deliver um, timely news when it takes two weeks to go to print. So I decided what i do would would, would be to, to discuss something that's happening right effing now. Right. To help out. 
Well, I mean, it takes two weeks for a, a steamship to bring the news from Britain to the colonies anyway. That's very true. That's also true. Mm-hmm. Grant! I'm, gl I'm glad that one country is not going fascist. I I'm sure they'll be able to resist the tide. <laughs> we'll, all, we'll all move to Australia. I mean, like, you know, Sweden's still not fascist. There's a lot of, like, not, like Northern Europe's pretty liberal. I'd like to maybe, maybe we get to move up there. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Garbnet. Detorbo. Detorbulous. <laughs> it is time for segment number two. <sighs> How's your father? In How's Your Father, Grant explains the linguistic quirk of the British language. And this episode is no different. Because Shut up, that's all right. Fuck. <laughs> Shut up. That's not what we're doing. What are we doing? Instead of How's Your Father. How's Your Father. I'm going to t Aye. How's Your Father. Aye. Instead of How's Your I'm Father. I'm a peppermint nightmare. <laughs> uh, instead of How's Your Father. If. I'm going to test your knowledge of English Christmas time. Oh. A quiz. A quidditch? A quiz. Oh, less exciting. Oh, okay. All right. Are you gonna put a sorting hat on me? Um, like, tell you what, put any hat you want on and draw a face on it, and I'll do the voice. Okay. Done. Later. Later. Do it later. We'll do it on the night. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Nice reference. Um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm not sure what I could improvise. Rhyming, sorting hat. Sorting hat. Plus, I've not seen that film in a long time. It's a book. You. It's rube. a film and a book. <laughs> You're it, a rube. Rube Britannia. Nice. Graham, instead of mm -hmm. explaining crimbo or crimble or whatever British slang y'all have. Xmas. Xmas, Xmas, Xmas. You're going to give me a quiz. Yeah, I'm going to give you a quiz. Okay, how this, what are the rules of this quiz? Okay, so here are the quiz. Here are the quiz rules. I have six questions for you. Love it. They are multiple choice questions. Okay. And uh, you can confirm to Tori, you haven't seen these before. I haven't shared these these with you, so you've got no clue of what I'm about, what I'm about to ask you. This is absolutely true. The one thing mm -hmm. that is true on this podcast. This is as live. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you these questions. There are three options for each question. Three options. Three options. And if you get it right, that's good. And if you get it wrong, that's bad. That's bad, mate. So I'm going to say you need more than you need to get more than three correct to win. Oh. Unless you unless you get the first three correct, in which point. At which point you have to get all of them correct. Wait a minute, what is this sliding scale rule system? It's like it's like it's like the double money round that like that you have at the end of a quiz show to make the previous four <laughs> rounds immaterial. Yeah, this is a it's, funny it's, game it, mechanic. It's to keep a bit of um keep a bit of drama for the listeners, you know. Garmnet, I hear some of your famous British bobbies in the background. Yeah, the Rosas are here. Cock it. Ah, waving around their non guns. <laughs> Just, just asking people politely to stop. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do the quiz. Yeah, question one. I, I... are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Are you ready? Hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. Fucking administer justice. Question one. Which of these is a popular Christmas tradition in Britain? A. Kissing beneath a mistletoe stuck to a doorframe. B. Hugging before an ivy wreath attached to a front door. Or C. Wanking someone off behind a holly bush. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with A. Why do you think that's true? Because I've heard of kissing under the mistletoe, mm -hmm. uh, and wanking behind the holly bush seems too <laughs> seems too banal for Brits. Okay, all right, we'll move on. Wait, Quite. you don't tell me whether I got it right or not. You know what? I think it's more suspenseful to leave it to the end. This is not like the lightning round review at all. 
Not at all. Well, it's a different show, Dottore. Yeah. Mm. Show Dottore. Okay, yeah. what's, qu- what's quest number two? Question two. What was on the first Christmas card ever sent in 1840? A. Two robins in the snow and the phrase, joyous blessings upon your family. B. An 800-word small print diatribe defending Britain's recent occupation of Syria. Or C. A big man, naked aside from a hat, girding directly at the viewer. <laughs> I'm going to say A. You sure? Yeah, final answer. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Question three. Why do the British eat turkey on Christmas Day? A. Because eating roast ham upsets the baby Jesus, who is, let's not forget, a Jew, and on Christmas his power is at its highest and his vengeance will be swift and irreversible. Mm-hmm. B. Because an act of parliament in December 1927 made owning turkeys illegal, and so everyone ate their personal turkeys to hide the evidence, <laughs> and though the law was repealed in early 1928, we developed a taste for them. Or C. Because Edward VI made it look cool when in 1543 he ate a turkey leg whilst wearing sunglasses and doing a wheelie on a bike, and then everyone had to have one. Shit, that was sounding really good until that part. Mm. <clears throat> I'm going to say B. B. Act of Parliament in December 1927. That's right. Okay. No turkeys. No turkeys. <laughs> Question four. Which of these Christmas pudding traditions is practiced in Britain? A. Each family member stirs the pudding mixture and makes a wish. B. Each family member stirs the pudding mixture and whispers the name of their most hated enemy into the batter. Come the 5th of January, if they've stirred correctly, that person will be dead from autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> or C. Each family member takes turns hiding the Christmas pudding from the oldest man in the house and repeatedly asks him, Where's the pudding, old man? Where's the pudding? Until he cries. I'm going to say A. Everyone knows Brits don't cry. Especially not old men. A stiff upper duct, old chum. Hmm. Mm, okay. Question 5. What is we're sailing? A. Wearing your Christmas stockings before you empty them, to remind us of the pain Jesus felt when he wandered the desert. B. Walking from house to house, yelling and demanding alcohol. Or C. Honking like a goose at daybreak to awaken father who chases you downstairs with a shoe. B. Have you heard of we're sailing before? Yes. Hmm. Okay. It's something about singing. A joy mm. come to you and to you, your wassail too. <laughs> you know, the California Raisins taught us this in their Christmas special. Oh, I didn't realize that you'd done research. I would have made this hard. Okay. It's easy as pie. Oh, as a Christmas right. pie. Well, okay, listen, I've got, I've got a really hard one for question six, okay? Did you call me Mark? A really tricky one. No, I said I've got a really hard one for question six. I've got a hard one all the time. <laughs> because I have a blood flow disorder. <laughs> you, you need to see a doctor about that. I am a doctor about that. We need to see a different doctor about that. All right. Question six. Question you ready? six. You ready for question six? I'm ready for question six. Prove it. All right. Question six. I, I just made a poop in the shape of a six. Which is not that hard if you have good strand control and can swivel your hips. Merry Christmas, <laughs> bitch. Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Question six. Question six. Question six. On December the 26th, the British get an additional holiday known as Boxing Day. However, what was the original purpose of Boxing Day when the tradition began? Is it A... A day where the aristocracy gave their servants small gifts, often presented in boxes. B. A day where the aristocracy forced their servants into increasingly small boxes at gunpoint. Or C. A day where the aristocracy brought their servants to the royal court, where they would be permitted to fight the queen and take on all comers bare-knuckle boxing match. Any man or woman who could last more than three rounds with the queen was given a prize. Okay, well, through sound reasoning, I know mm-hmm. that B cannot be correct, because guns... Guns are not allowed to exist in England. Ah, uh, oh, okay. So back in the day, right. aristocracy had guns. Like, like the, um, like the, the recent uh, gun ban is uh, 
It's only really happened in the 90s have we properly disarmed our country. Oh, that makes it tough. Okay, well, mm. I know that C cannot be true because you said because, that all... Because no one could last more than three rounds with the queen, right? That's correct. That's why they call mm -hmm. her the kangaroo queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, therefore, by a process of elimination, A must be mm -hmm. the truth. Okay. Let's see how many you got right. You got... Question one. Yeah. It, it was kissing beneath the mistletoe. You're correct. Yes, kiss beneath the mistletoe. Question two. Had no right answer, because I couldn't find what the first Christmas card ever sent was. But let's assume it was A. You piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> question three. You got wrong. What? What was question three? Why do the British eat turkey on Christmas Day? What's the answer? Is it because Jesus? It's... No, it was popularized by Edward VI. But you said he was wearing sunglasses and doing a wheelie. Look, no one knows what he did <laughs> while he ate the turkey leg. But it was popularized in the 1500s by Edward VI. You're a bad man. I'm an incredible man. Question four. You got right. I was a, I was a Christmas pudding. Each family member stirs the pudding mixture and makes a wish. Makes a wish. We also, uh, we also put in um, coins. Ew. Yeah, that's you put filthy. Coins. Yep. Well, I'm a figure like you could boil them first, maybe. Uh, you put coins into the um, into the Christmas pudding, and if you well, you put a coin into the Christmas pudding, and if and if you get that, if you get that shiny coin, then that's good luck, and you get to keep the coin. Bad luck for your teeth, though. Well, you know, yeah. Don't eat the coin. That's my that's my advice. Don't eat the coin. Question five: What is we're sailing? Yeah. You got that right. Of course. Walking from house to house, yelling and demanding alcohol because apparently some shriveled grapes taught you this. <laughs> which we didn't discuss. They weren't shriveled, but they were talented and highly racist characters. They're pretty shriveled grapes, man. They, well, yeah, they're raisins. Yeah. Well, they're shriveled. Old grapes. <laughs> I'm old grapes. And finally, question six, you did get right. What it is was it? A day when, um, so question six, the, the, on Boxing Day, indeed, the aristocracy gave their servants small gifts, often presented in boxes. Yes. So you got, out of all of those, let's assume that question two didn't exist because there was no correct answer. You got... Four out of five correct. Woo! I'm an American genius! Yeah, honestly, that's pretty good. Detore! Detore! I will say um, that I might have made it a little bit easy um, because I was worried that you wouldn't get the right answers. So I might have made some of the it's like some, some of the some of the answers maybe were like transparently false. Don't try to take the shine off my victory, Grant. All right, I'm sorry, I won't. I'm a Dottori. I'm gonna put the shine back on your victory. <laughs> I have a brain the size of a melon. You know the kind of melon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you at home, if you were playing along, if you got um, more than four out of five, you're smarter than an Italian doctor. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. Let's not let's not hurl allegations around, okay? And if you got question two right, please let me know what it was. Yes. Because I don't know what it was. Although I'm guessing it's a if I had to pick one of the things I said, it would be two robins in the snow and the phrase joyous blessings upon your family. Yeah, that sounds like the most legit. Yeah. If you got four out of five of those quiz questions right on your own, go ahead and mm -hmm. email Grant Howitt and he'll send you a free copy of Unbound RPG. <laughs> Do you know how many people claimed a free copy? I don't. That It'll depress me if you tell me that. Oh, um, 300. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, yeah loads. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Now, I'm going to untie this noose and we can get back to the podcast. <laughs> not today, old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for challenging me with a quiz. It's good to keep my main, my main, my mind sharp. <laughs> your main mind sharp. <laughs> and your hind brain dull. Yeah. Grant! Yep. It's time for Sigmute number three, Krusty Jugglers. Mm.
Now, as we all know, section number three is a bit of a wild chart. Mm. It is often about a piece of legend or lore or mythical mm. beast from the mists of Albanon. It's interesting that you pronounce it Albanon. What? That relates to the creature that I'm going to describe to you today. What it is? It's the Hell Owl. What? Yeah. Hell Owl? The Hell Owl. It's a Hello! Hello! <laughs> it's a really camp owl. What, what? what the hell is a hell owl? Well, I'll tell you. It's an old Scottish tradition. Um, it dates back, the earliest uh, uh, found reference of it was in the 1300s. And it's believed to be one of the, uh, one of the, I suppose, the assistants, the uh, followers on of the Wild Hunt. So the Wild Hunt is popular. From The Witcher? Uh, well, it does predate The Witcher 3 a little bit. Oh. Um, it's the idea that, um, like, the, perhaps the souls of the dead, or, or hell opens up, or something, uh, uh, dangerous, uh, horse riders come from, from, from an alternative dimension, and the wild hunt sounds. Um, and they, t they, they come to take the souls of the dead, or they take people who wander out of towns, and, you know, your standard morality tales, you know, don't, don't go off the path. And the Hell Owl is a, it's, it's celebrated on, on the, on the winter solstice. So it's not strictly Christmassy, but it's wintery. Wait a minute, Captain America 2, the winter solstice? <laughs> so it was celebrated on the release of Captain America 2, the winter solstice. No, no, it was celebrated. It celebrated on the winter. It was, he, the, the Hell Owl was said to fly on the winter solstice. And he would, uh, he is. You know, we don't know its gender. Let's not, let's not assign gender rules to it. Right, it might uh, not, but, yeah, it might not identify as a he or she. Yeah, so there, so that, that, that would be a, there would be a, a grand booming of thunder, which was said to be the Halal calling. Um, and so obviously if you had thunder on the winter solstice, then it was a very bad omen. Uh, but the idea was that you would, you would put out, um... Sexually? Like, yeah, you put out sexually. Finally! Jesus Christ, it's been a long junior year. <laughs> um, you would leave uh, small creatures, so like, so like, uh, like, like, uh, like uh, mice or voles or maybe rabbits. Uh, you would tie them to your front door before you went to bed. What? Um, and, uh, and 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 it was it was seen as a um, if the rabbit or the vole was, was, was so on the knocker, if it was missing from your front door uh -huh. before. Uh, when you woke up, it was seen as a good sign because the hell owl, the hell owl had visited you and uh, had, had had its um, hunger sated. It got a stuffed beak. Got a stuffed beak, and of course, you know, like you get people like would like perhaps it, if, if if it was a good year for rabbits, you might get a lot of people got visited by the hell owl. People got up after uh, after dark and went nicked rabbits off and ate them. Now, nicked means um, stolen. Yes, it means stolen. Yes, so they stole rabbits off because um, Brits so... hate people named Nick. And view them with yep. suspicion as thieves. <laughs> Nick and Bobby um, are the two oldest enemies. Um, they're, <laughs> they're very much uh, Gilgamesh and Enkidu. <laughs> uh, is it true that in the British version of Captain America 2, The Winter Solstice, the character mm -hmm. is renamed Thief Fury for a British audience? <laughs> He's actually called Stolen, uh, Stolen Rowdy. <laughs> Stolen Rowdy. <laughs> Stolen Rowdy. Right, because Fury is a bit too strong for a British audience. Yeah, like Fracar, maybe we'd use. You don't want to insult them. Furore. Fufuror. Fufuror. That's something I can get behind. Fufuror. Higgledy piggledy. <laughs> so yeah, that's the Hell Owl. The Hell Owl. It sounds so... sounds like sort of an adaptation of the Passover myth. Yeah, it is, it is a bit. Where the angel of death comes to your house. Yeah. And so, and so, so it, it, it's seen that you have to sort of ward it off. And now, I do, I do want to say one thing: is that I did just make up the hell owl entirely; it does not exist. What? Fuck you! 
No, I just I just lied entirely. There's no such thing as the hell owl. I'm really sorry. Grant Owlet, you <laughs> piece of garbage. This is supposed to be a holiday show, and you are it was just. Enter- it was entertaining, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. But you're just pouring vile sputum into our ears, and our minds are chewing it up and trying to combine it with our memories. This is not a holiday gift. It's a holiday curse. I'm pretty proud of that, cause. Yeah, because I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't done anything past Hell Owl, and I just, yeah, I, I, can't, I quite like the whole sort of wild hunt thing. That's pretty good on my part. You think you're real smart, don't you, Grant? Well done, Grant. <laughs> Grant, there's a reason you're not allowed to have your own podcast. Why? Because you're a dick. <laughs> I do have a private podcast on my Patreon. No, you don't. No, I do. I haven't seen it. What's my Patreon? Do you back me on Patreon? My idiot roommate does. Oh, well then he should go and check out Search of the Spire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um... Pretty good. It's it's 15 minutes of me talking about game design over EDM chill out. <laughs> What's EDM chill out? Electronic dance music. Oh, so, I gotcha. I thought yeah. it was some, like, internet program. Oh, no, it sounds cooler, doesn't it? Yeah, EDM chill out. Mm. So, yeah, sorry. Okay. All, all, I bought for, all I bought for Christmas was lies. Yeah. But they're entertaining lies. And in the end, isn't that the real truth? No. I'm going to go ahead and jettison that third segment, and now you tell us something real. Go! Hmm, Piece of well, garbage. Okay, okay. So, in England, we have... <laughs> Are you just looking have... around the room, looking for something that you have? So, Cadbury in England, egg. we have a little character known as the... Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the Heaven Owl. <laughs> I could tell you about a little guy called Father Christmas you might not have heard of. Wait, who? Father Christmas. What is Father Christmas? Père Noël. Saint Nick. The big red bastard. Papa Noël. Papa Noël. Sinterklaas. There are many names. He goes by many names. And he is a, honestly, a dangerously powerful individual. Does he, he work for the NSA? In... Oh. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. He knows precisely the movements and the location of Edward Snowden. Motherfucker. And indeed, and indeed is a black and white moral compass as to Edward Snowden's guilt, which is something that America seems to have been struggling with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's like Santa knows. Um, and I think that, honestly, Santa's, impos- Santa's imposing of a... Um, so so I, I should explain to your readers. Santa is a mythical creature who um, lives um, either in the North Pole or Lapland, depending on uh, who, who you talk to. What's Lapland? Um, it's is a, that a strip club? Yeah, he hangs at a strip club at the North Pole. Makes sense. Uh, called Lapland, um, where he gets um, danced upon by underpaid Doxies. sex workers. Yeah, underpaid sex workers. Um, UPS. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the capacity not only to make uh, up-to-date toys for uh, presents for every, for every child around the world, but then, then to deliver them in a single night without catching fire. And the thing which the thing which always struck me as very suspicious about Santa Claus is often so like he's he's been, there's been several documentaries made about him. Uh, there was the time when he was Tim Allen. Uh huh. There was that documentary. Uh, there's been uh, Paul Giamatti. Yep, yeah, that time he was Paul Giamatti. Um, a bit like Doctor Who, he um you know reincarnates. And the thing which always confuses me about Santa Claus is often in these films he'll he'll climb out of a chip. So so he breaks into people's houses and leaves goods in their house. He's a reverse. Nick. Yes. Although he's ironic, saint given Nick. his name. Yeah, yeah, he's a reverse thief. That's why he's the saint of Nick's. That makes sense. Kind of. And the thing which always gets me is when he's videoed um, leaving a house, he never just goes to the next one along. No? 
Just, we all just get in his sleigh and fucks off somewhere. <laughs> and like, what pattern is he doing this on? Is he is he coming back? That can't be efficient. Do you think he has maybe uh, like a mental disorder where he can't just go one to the next one? He has to. <laughs> I don't think there's any room for any sort of mental weakness in Father Christmas's organization or his grand scheme. Mental illness is not a weakness, Grant. It's just something that happens to all my patients. <laughs> I, I, perhaps, I, I said mental illness or weakness. Or weakness. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. he can only fly on the Earth's magnetic fields. Ley lines. Ley lines. Uh, he exists as a sort of energy which bestows, I presume, iPads to wealthy children and fuck all to poor children. Please, tough pads. Panasonic Sorry, tough, tough pads. pads. Uh, no, actually, they were. Um, they can't be put in civilian housing because they they take out. They'll take out the top story of any house you put that in. That's true. A Panasonic tough pad really isn't. It's not a tool for a civilian. No, it's 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 like having an angry fist of God punch right through your attic. <laughs> or right in the attic. <laughs> right in your Cobblers. belfry, eh? What what do you what is it? Laughed? Is, is that what you call them? No, we say attics. Oh, okay. Do we call them lofts? Um, we... Who is it called some lofts? Uh, the Swedes. Oh, uh, okay. Luft. Lufts. Flew! So yeah, so Santa Claus is a mythological creature who flies around England and indeed the world, but more so in England because we're, um, the subject of this podcast. You're more Christian than everyone else. Yeah, damn straight we're more Christian than everyone else. That's why... I, myself, um, have shaken Jesus' hand on many occasions and he seems like a really stand-up guy. Did it accidentally heal you? Uh, yeah, and it's a shame because I, I I had piercings and they just they just they they Ouch. really painfully came out my head. Yeah, now it's like you have shrapnel in you. Mm -hmm. Oh, you said they came out your head. Yeah, well, like, well, like, like, I I imagine that the, the they would come out rather than if if so. Sorry, when Jesus cured me, right? He drove the impurities and closed my wounds. I drove the impurities from my body and closed my wounds. He didn't just drive my nipple rings back into my body. That must have been bad for your pacemaker. Jesus, yeah. It just ripped out of your chest. I don't. I don't think people with pacemakers can get into heaven. No, because they're more machine than men. Well, it's like oh, just like you know, people with tattoos are missing a leg and shit. There's all sorts of weird. Or like like you know like people born with birth defects. What can't get into heaven? Whoa, whoa, yeah, it's whoa! Like if, if 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 you're born with one leg, you're not allowed to come. What? Wait, it's somewhere in the Bible. Do they bury you and you have to become the church grim? Um, yep. <laughs> they bury they bury you inside a one-legged dude a, inside of a dog's body, and then you become yeah. the church grim. Oh, um, what's the other one? um, what's it called where people have no pigmentation <clears throat> in their skin? It's called yeah. albinism, albinos. Yeah, so albinos they're also banned from heaven. And anyone weird can't come into heaven. Hey, according to the Bible. if you're a listener with maybe uh born with one leg or with albinism. Get in touch. <laughs> this is because we are going to storm the gates of hell. This is entirely Grant's opinion. No, it's in the Bible. I where is it in the Bible? Look, okay, I don't know offhand. I'll look it up. We'll put it in the show notes. Look, okay? ask your tough pad. I can't talk to the tough pad. It's angry. And there is no show notes for this show. We have no notes. That's not strictly true. Okay, well, you know what, you know what, listeners, Wait. look inside yourselves, and if you believe that if you were born with one leg and Jeez. you're allowed to go into heaven, then that's the important thing. Isn't it? I think your leg is waiting for you in heaven. I think no one gets to go to heaven. That's really probably the if we're gonna, if we're going <laughs> to cut down to the to the core truth of this. That's probably. I don't think it's really a thing that's going to occur whether you have one leg or no leg. And the only problem with having with being born with one leg is that you have to go through life with one leg. Yeah. But there is no. But luckily, you get the same afterlife as everyone else, which is no afterlife. Right. Just the cold emptiness of death. Yep. Nothingness. Merry Christmas! Well, Grant, <clears throat> mm -hmm. we are rounding the corner, the final stretch 
of the final mm-hmm. segment of the show, and that is plugs. Plugs. Do you have any Christmas plugs for us? I've got some non-Christmas plugs. All right, plug us up with some of your secular plugs. Um, so... <laughs> uh, if you go to patreon.com forward slash G-S-H-O-W-I-T-T, that's patreon.com forward slash G-S-Howitt, you'll go to my Patreon. Um, much like Dottore. Stealing my thunder. Yep, stealing your thunder. Um, and your dollars. Um, you don't need I, um, dollars, you need coins. You're mate, from I England. I need dollars. Like, like dollars are worth a lot more than my coins. Is is the is the pound uh weaker than the dollar? Um no, it's like so it's like so a dollar a pound is still worth more than one dollar, but it's significantly sunk ever since Brexit. Oh. Like really like problematically. Time to uh, invest. Oh okay. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My financial advisor and wife has just leaned over to me and made a sort of wobbly hand signal, so I think things are maybe balancing out. What do you think? Are they balancing out now? Ah, uh, Donald Trump happened, so it's, so the dollar's weak now as well. So everything's fucked, so everything's great. Anyway, what I want you to do is go to that website I just mentioned um, and give me some money, because what I'm doing, uh, I'm a game designer, as Tori said earlier, and I'm designing one-page RPGs, and I'm releasing these for free. So far, I've put out two games. Yes, you um, have. There's one called The Witch is Dead, where you play adorable fuzzy woodland animals, uh, and you have to go and kill a witch hunter and rip out his eyes. And one called the Golden Sea, where you play explorers and merchants uh, sailing across a big golden sand uh, kingdom, kind of a post-apocalyptic thing, which is lots of fun. I'm go- I'm lo- I'm looking to release one every month. I'm going to release them for free online, so you don't need to back me to to read the games. But if you back me, uh, you can get exclusive content, um, which I will. If you back me at the fifteen dollar level, which is quite a lot, I will send you a copy of the game in the post wherever you live, and it will have it will have a second thing on the back, so maybe like another game or some more setting stuff. Um, but exclusive content, which is not released online unless someone scans it and releases it online, which I really hope they don't do. Uh, but yeah, so please come check it out. Um, and if you like it, back it. And if you don't like it, then fuck you. <laughs> How about you? Do you have, do you have anything you want to plug? You want to do my plug? I'll do your plug. All right, plug it up. Okay, so listen. Listeners, listen, readers, listen. I know it's literally the only option you have of interacting with me now, but do it more. There's this brilliant podcast which Dottori Bellotto runs called Blaster Podcast. You might have heard of it because you're currently listening to an episode, not a Blaster Podcast, but one of the many subsidiary spin off episodes. And if you like Blaster Podcast, you should give this man money because he produces it for nothing, absolutely free. And he needs the money. I can tell you that for I tell you, tell you that for for free. He um I I uh, I I went around uh, to his house and he was outside his stupid roommate's apartment just stomping a pigeon to death and then and then pushing it like still living into his mouth feathers everywhere. So it's really important that you go to patreon.com forward slash blaster podcast and back him. Give him as little or as much as you want every month for some exclusive rewards and I believe some sexy and exciting um audio files recorded by you yourself. That's right. Thank you, Grant. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> yes, so if you haven't yet, please check out my Blaster Podcast Patreon page. And very exciting new news. As of 11 days ago, the Blaster Podcast Threadless online store is now <gasps> open. Uh, my idiot roommate, Mark Soloff, right now, as we speak, is wearing a very comfortable tri-blend t-shirt with Ooh. the Blaster Podcast image on the front of it. Uh, so you guys can go to, th- um, fuck. So you guys can- <laughs> <laughs> You guys can go to fuck. <laughs> After you're done fucking, go to blastropodcast.threadless.com and you'll mm. see all the different options. They offer a wide variety of things. 
with the Blaster Podcast logo on them. Um, I have reduced the prices from their recommended price. So <sighs> buy a T-shirt, and I get a, a tiny, tiny amount of money. Uh, <laughs> Threadless gets most of it. But just in the act of... Uh, what, what sort of percentage are we talking here? Uh, what is... You you pay $20, and I get four of those dollars. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, but just having a Blaster Podcast product makes me happy, mm. and you'll show your support for the show. Your friends mm. will be like, what's that thing? And you'll be like, haven't you heard of this podcast? It's like, hello from the Magic Tavern, but older. <laughs> and they'll be like, that's great. Or alternatively, Yo. simply send Dottore $5. And write Blaster Podcast on any t-shirt you own. <laughs> That's also true. I do honor bootlegs. Do not write Blaster Podcast on your t-shirts without sending the Torre money. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the compact of the bootleg t-shirt. Yeah. Um. Additionally, if you are a patron of my podcast in December, the month of December in 2016, I'm going to send you a special fucking t-shirt for just being my patron. What? Yeah. Get it? So we get access to the T-shirt. No, you get the free T-shirt. You you send us a free T-shirt. I will mail you a T-shirt. Grant Howitt, you are a patron of Blaster Podcast. You're getting a free T-shirt, buddy. Wow. Yeah. As as a goth, I only dress myself in like in knitted black robes and uh, raven feathers. Yeah. But I'll I'll wear it. Yeah. Holy shit! That's that's, that's incredible. Thank what 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 a scoop. Thank you. It is a scoop to it's a scoop for the ages. Uh so yeah, if you are a patron in December. Uh, you get free blaster podcast teacher teacher. <laughs> I'll teach you something. Um, and finally, uh, please rate and review Blaster Podcast on iTunes. Subscribe and share it with your fiends. Grano. Yes. We did it. It is now time to celebrate the season with a, jingle jingle with our w- jingle unchained with a, jingle jingle boys with our jingle jingle <laughs> with our winter soldier. Grant, happy Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Did you call me a hoe? Yeah. You doxy motherfucker. <laughs> Blaster Podcast is a member of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. If you like my show, you might like Improvised Star Trek. Improvised Star Trek is an improvised parody of Star Trek, featuring the adventures of the crew of the USS Sisyphus, a slightly less enterprising starship. Improvised Star Trek is an awesome show. They've got a really talented bunch of people. And I was a guest on it once, so you should check it out.